Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. The Chargers have a long history of undrafted free agent greats, and today we're talking about the best of them, and you can't have that conversation without talking about the GOAT, Antonio Gates. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together now for seven seasons, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making this your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go follow or subscribe for free in the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel. And also listen to the show wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today? Today, we are going to get into the best undrafted free agents of all time when it comes to the Chargers. And of course, that conversation starts with Antonio Gates and also some fantastic current players like Austin Eckler, Malcolm Floyd, Adrian Phillips, and then a couple of guys that didn't quite make the list, but were definitely an honorable mention. Yeah, the Chargers have always found ways to find value in undrafted free agency, but the story of Antonio Gates specifically, to find one of the greatest tight ends ever in undrafted free agency is something that's going to be hard for the Chargers to match. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. David, you have to have this conversation about undrafted free agents and hold it in the right regards when you are speaking about them because the Chargers have one of the greatest undrafted free agents of all time with tight end Antonio Gates, who best obviously undrafted free agent tight end of all time, but also just the way he was able to make it to the NFL and become one of the best ever, right? Maybe the best ever in some people's eyes and my eyes. He's always going to be the go, of course, but David, you can't talk about undrafted free agents without talking about the Chargers finding a way to get a guy like Antonio Gates without even having to draft him. It's just unbelievable. I mean, obviously, we have the benefit of hindsight and retrospect, and we can look back and we can see a guy who didn't even start playing football until he was already a grown adult uh, come in and have one of the most incredible careers of all time. And that's kind of what the that's where the conversation starts with a guy that was so special like Antonio Gates. Yeah, well, I mean, he did play high school football, but I mean, to not play a single down of collegiate football and then just find your way onto an NFL team to even get a tryout in an NFL team is insane. But let's just look at how great this dude was, because I mean, if you're looking at just tight ends in general, I mean, he's up there with all the best names of all time. I mean, Tony Gonzalez is the Rob Gronkowski's, the Jason Wittens, this dude leads all of those dudes in something, whether it be yeah. one thing or another. But if you look at where he ranks amongst tight ends, 
in NFL history, most touchdowns ever, 116 touchdowns, third most receptions ever, third most receiving yards ever. Like this dude, no matter where you're looking for as far as metrics or what you're looking at, he is going to be up there. And then, I mean, of course, if you're looking at franchise ranks, right, the best Chargers receiving weapon of all time in a, you know, receiving group that Period. includes Kellen Winslow and Lance Allworth yeah. and Keenan Allen and this yeah. undrafted dude who didn't play any college football found his way to be the best receiving option in team history. First in yards, first in receptions, first in receiving touchdowns. That's just how good this dude was. David, it was so fun to watch this dude play. It was incredible. Antonio Gates quickly became one of my favorite players of all time just because he moved like no one else at that position. Like his ability to make people miss, his incredible concentration, his ability to make these unbelievable catches. I still remember the the hat trick game he had against this the Seattle Seahawks where no one, and I mean nobody, was giving the Chargers any shot to win that football game. Antonio Gates took over that game, went yeah. crazy, and definitely was an instrumental part of the Chargers winning that football game. But it's just all over the stats. It's eight-time Pro Bowler, a three-time All-Pro, a member of the Hall of Fame All-2000s team, six seasons of nine-plus touchdowns, yeah. 12 seasons of 50-plus catches. That's 12 of 16, by the way. That yeah. is incredible reliability. Also, this is a guy that didn't miss more than one or two games a season yeah. is throughout his entire career. So not only was he incredibly incredibly productive he was available as well yeah and that's what made him so special just being able to be there and then of course the connection between himself and philip rivers that right there i think it got to the point to where they didn't even need to speak they didn't need to do any hand symbols it's like they could read each other's minds that's how good that connection was between philip rivers and antonio gates it was i mean it's one of the best just quarterback to receiver of any kind duo in NFL history. I mean, only Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski have more touchdowns as far as a quarterback and tight end duo go. Only Tom Brady and Gronk and then Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison have more touchdowns between the two of them than Phillip Rivers does with Antonio Gates. And that's because Antonio Gates had a couple of seasons where he was Drew Brees' favorite target, right? Actually yeah. set the NFL record for touchdowns by a tight end in 2003 when he got 13, and that's been passed a couple times. He's now third on that list, but that duo was so crazy. I mean, the chemistry those dudes had in the red zone was unmatched. Rivers always knew exactly where to put the ball, and Antonio Gates was so good and crafty, David. Like, he would just box yeah. dudes out. You could see yeah. that, you know, college basketball background when he was boxing guys out and Philip Rivers always knew exactly where to put it. And they just, they didn't even need a window. And that was just crazy to watch. Well, you know, you're great, Daniel, when you literally change the archetype or the prototype of what a tight end is in the NFL. Yeah, That's what 100%. happened with Antonio Gates. When he came in the way he played, he changed the way that the position was looked at, the way it was evaluated, the type of athletes that came in and played that position. Guys like Jimmy Graham, for example, those, those guys were influenced by Antonio Gates and the way he played the game. That's how you know you're an all-time great. It's not only you put up the stats, but you change the way the position is looked at forever. And that's the crazy thing, too, is like, I mean, there's a lot of basketball players who, you know, ended up being, 
football players. But it, even yeah. Jimmy Graham had, you know, played a season for the Miami Hurricanes, right? Even right. Tony Gonzalez played football at Cal. Yeah. Like all these dudes who did both still, you know, did both in college. Antonio Gates made the decision that he was sticking to basketball, but he was an undersized kind of power forward type, great rebounder, but is only like 6'5", right? So he yeah. was a big man who actually led Kent State to an Elite Eight appearance, like took a tiny school and was the leading scorer on that team. He led yeah. the team in scoring and rebounds in back-to-back years, his final two collegiate seasons, and then found a way to get a tryout with the Chargers and make it onto the team. Like, it's insane, David. And I think not only did he pave the way for other, you know, tight ends to make that transition or to consider football if they're mostly a tight end and use all the things you learn in football or in basketball, like the footwork. His footwork was yeah. impeccable. Keenan Allen's oh, yeah. credited Antonio Gates a million times for helping oh, yeah. him create the nuanced route tree that he has, right? Yeah. And also, his game just aged like a fine wine. Like, he, oh, yeah. he always found ways to keep getting open. He never looked like he was trying very hard. No. He was so deceptively athletic as well. But I do think that that also opened the floodgates, David, for the other undrafted free agents that we saw come after him who said, look what that dude did with the Chargers. That might be a good place for me to go. Not only that, but I think that kind of started the lineage, right, of the undrafted free agents. And also, I think for the organization themselves, I mean, that after being able to identify a talent like that, that did not really play any kind of, uh, you know, football at the collegiate level to be able to bring that in and then see how that career unfolded. That definitely opened their eyes to the possibility of more undrafted free agents being able to come in and be able to carve their role and be able to earn their spot in the NFL. Yeah, it's just like Austin Eckler talks about who we're going to get to because the Chargers have, you know, a couple of starters right now that came from undrafted free agency, right? But he's talked about before just like telling these young guys what they have to do. Like Austin Eckler started as number three on this team, right? Before you were actually allowed to be number three as a running back in the NFL because that's how long Austin Eckler has been around now. But we do have other guys to get to, but I do think, you know, that's all part of the Chargers history. You know, 20 straight seasons of having an undrafted free agent make the roster that they had. That ended in 2020. This is something this team is constantly cashed in on. And they have a bunch more greats that we have to talk about, including Austin Eckler, Malcolm Floyd, one of my favorites growing up for sure, Adrian Phillips, Michael Davis, and so much more that we have to get into coming up right after this. Before we get back to the Chargers undrafted greats, I need to tell you guys about LinkedIn jobs because these days every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs because LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You don't want to just hire someone. You want to hire somebody that fits. Everyone knows that new hire that just seemed so great but it didn't quite work out. You can get rid of that with LinkedIn jobs because all you have to do is add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy for you to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and who you'd like to hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockdownNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, David, let's keep this undrafted free agent talk going because the Chargers have a lot of guys that I think you'd put near the top of their position, you know, ever, even as undrafted free agents, right? Especially Antonio Gates, who, you know, is one of the goats, goat tight ends of all time. But like, oh, yeah. 
there's more guys they've found contributions from. There's more impact players that they've gotten through undrafted free agency. And I think it's time to kind of take in how good Austin Eckhor has been as an undrafted player who also wasn't a full-time starter until the Melvin Gordon situation got resolved in 2020 when he left to the Broncos. David, this is crazy. Austin Eckhor has been one of the best undrafted free agent running backs of all time already, and we've only seen him for a few seasons. Yeah, and, and I think for him, I mean, he's a guy that nobody knew about, right? He came from yeah. a really, really small school, and he had to, like many other guys on, on this Chargers team, this in this Chargers, Chargers organization, had to earn his role on special teams. He's a guy that went, you know, made himself an indispensable member of this team because of how he played on special teams and the effort that he brought. He went out there, was making tackles. He made a name for himself. He made himself undeniable. He basically said, hey, what do you need me to do? What do I need to do to earn this roster? And he did that. And yeah. then when he got the opportunity to showcase his ability on the football field, this is what it turned into. 89 games. 811 carries, 3,727 yards, averaged 4.6 yards per carry throughout his career. He has 34 rushing touchdowns, and that's just as a rusher. And then you bring the receiving part of his game into it, 389 receptions, 3,448 yards. That's good for 8.9 yards per reception. And, of course, 29 receiving touchdowns. That's what makes Austin Eckler so special is he's not just a running back. He's not just a receiving running back. He is a, an all-purpose, just major weapon. Yeah, and we talked about him when we did like our fireworks team, right? Because he just is that kind of weapon. He can explode from at any time, in any direction, from any position that feels like, right? But with him specifically, I mean, if you look at what he's done, right? The back-to-back 18-plus touchdown seasons. You brought up the 4.6 yards per carry average for his career, right? That's a super impressive number. That's amazing. But Indian Tomlinson, you know, even he obviously had a couple of bad years towards the end, but like his was 4.3 for his career, and that's with MVP seasons in there, right? He has the same yards per carry average for his career as Christian McCaffrey, as Adrian Peterson, better than Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, Marshall Falk. Like he has put together a super impressive game on the ground not even including what he's been able to do through the air, where in franchise record, he's, in franchise history, he already ranks eighth in total receptions for anyone Jeez. that's ever caught any passes for the Chargers. He's second amongst running backs. He has the sixth most rushing touchdowns in Chargers history. He has the 17th most receiving yards in Chargers history, and he's third amongst running backs, but he could pass that this season. If he gets 507 receiving yards this year, he passes LaDainian Tomlinson like for the most receiving yards amongst any running backs in NFL history. And you also wow. tag that on to most catches in a single season last year by a running back in NFL history, 107 for the Chargers. And they also had the most receiving touchdowns ever for a Chargers running back in a season with eight. This dude, stud, has really, really, I think, become not properly valued. Ryan thinking yeah. that the offseason probably had a lot to do with that and him wanting to, you know, seek out a trade and all sure. of those things. But, like, don't take away from the greatness. This is one of the best undrafted free. Like, right there with the Arian Fosters, the Fred Taylors, the other great undrafted running backs of this era. Well, and it, and it, it kind of sucks a little bit for Austin Eckler, too, Daniel, because – 
this is part of the reason why the market is the way it is because yeah. you can find a guy like an Austin Eckler in undrafted free agency. Everyone thinks they can at least. Yeah, right? exactly. Right. And well, now that Austin Eckler estab- established himself, it's like, well, okay, well, now I just have another excuse not to draft a running back in the first round, not to spend a big you know, contract on a running back. I can go find this value anywhere. I don't even need to spend a draft pick on it. I could yeah. po- potentially find that value in drafted free agency. But Austin Eckler, make no mistake, he has turned himself into one of the best offensive skill position players in the NFL. And the touchdowns, they speak volumes. And another guy I have to talk about is Malcolm Floyd. Just because he, I mean, I have a Malcolm M-A-D, Floyd jersey. Baby. One of the guys that I grew up watching. And half of the twin towers that were Malcolm Floyd and Vincent Jackson, both, you know, 6'3 plus, both just getting huge footballs thrown from Phillip Rivers up into the air and coming down from with them from the sky. Like, that was such a time, you know, and like... So much fun. Yeah, like an integral part of the Chargers run in the 2000s when they, you know, actually were relevant and were winning their division in the 2000s. Him and Vincent Jackson, Phillip Rivers, like such a good combo there. And also a big playmaker, right? I mean, he's fifth in yards per catch average. Anyone who had 100 catches in Chargers history, he averaged 17.3 yards per catch. Which is wild. For his career, right? And actually led the NFL in yards per catch in 2011, averaged almost 20 at 19.9, and had yeah. back-to-back seasons averaging over 19 yards per catch. David Malcolm Floyd, one of my favorite Chargers undrafted free agents. I love M80. M80 was so much fun to watch. And also just a like a really nice human being, a very yeah. much an unassuming type of dude. Uh, a guy that definitely had no ego. He just loved to play the game. He went out there and played it at an extremely high level. His best year was one of his last years, which was 2014. 52 receptions, 856 yards, six touchdowns, and average 16.5 yards per reception. Yeah. He has just always been a big play machine Big play machine in his 11 seasons, 121 games, over 5,550 yard, receiving yards, and 30 four touchdowns in his chargers career really really fun to watch just seemed like he had a crazy catch radius and like mike williams like he was a guy that you would just go throw the ball up to and m80 would find a way to go up and get it he was the guy that was making those circus circus plays and those big catches in the big moments malcolm floyd absolutely has to be on this list just an incredible pleasure to watch him play the game I mean, man, you, you don't get drafted, and then you end up for a franchise, right? Ninth in receiving yards yeah. amongst all players. 11th in receiving touchdowns amongst anyone, you know, with Antonio Gates and Keenan Allen and Lance Allworth and all these dudes. Like, yeah. this dude is in those record books and came in as an undrafted free agent. Honestly, would have had a much better career, got banged up, missed all the 2005 yeah. season, right? And ended up having to miss, like, almost half the season. Right in his prime, different, too. Yeah, right, for different injuries. But always tapped through it and ended up playing for the Chargers from 2004 to 2015. One of the guys I always watched growing up had to make this list for sure. But there's a couple other guys, David, that I want to talk about. A couple more defensive impact players to talk about. Let's get to this guy first because the Chargers do have a current starter in Austin Eckler who's an undrafted free agent. But what about Michael Davis, David, who came in as an undrafted free agent, got bumped around, got benched. You know, got put in way too early and thrown into the fire with like Trevor Williams back in the day. Yeah. Has been around since 2017, the same class as Austin Eckler. What an undrafted free agency class there. You got, you know, starting running back and now a very good high end starting corner potentially with Michael Davis if he can continue that this year. 
Michael Davis, another undrafted steal for this Chargers team. I mean, I've said it many, many times, and I'm going to continue to say it. Michael Davis has everything that you want a corner to have. He has the height. He has the length. He has the speed. He has the ball skills. He has all of the elements that you need to have in a lockdown corner. For Michael Davis, he just needed to learn the actual playbook part of things. Once that started to click, once that started to really, really kind of turn itself off in his mind and he can go out there and just play fast, man, his physical gifts definitely showed up. And this is a guy who's gotten better year over year over year. I feel like, you know, he's had a great career and I think it shows itself. The progression shows itself from last year, you know, the previous season in 2021, he had a reception percentage allowed of 55%. And that was one of his up and down type of seasons. But then he comes back, he rededicates himself in 2022. That reception percentage went down to 52%. And also he had 18 pass breakups down the stretch where the Chargers really needed him to play his best football, where he also was not the number one corner to start the season, but earned that role and went out there and played some great, great football. Yeah, I mean, he was CB1 from week 12 on, and most of those pass deflections came in that span where he was just locked down, one of the best corners in the league the back half of the season. So to get that as an undrafted free agent, I think is awesome. Put his elite traits together finally in the back half of the season. And also another dude who just persisted through being benched multiple times, having to play before he was ready. And now he's played at a very high level two of the last three seasons, right? This dude could have been discarded, had a bunch of pass interference penalties early on in his career, put his nose down, kept grinding, and the Chargers got to steal out of it. If he keeps playing this way, he's going to get another big, big contract coming up after this year. He's definitely going to make it onto our players in a contract year show coming up because that dude has is standing to make a lot of money coming up after this one if he can keep it going. But there's way more guys and fun names that we have to bring up, including a guy who really changed the 2018-12-4 season with his contributions to the defense, Adrian Phillips, and a couple of guys like Tyra Williams. Blast from the past is the hitman, Jaleel Wadai, make it on the list. We're going to get into that coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys about my favorite pair of shorts I've been wearing, and I'm talking about my bird dogs. And let me tell you guys, the bird dogs have come in clutch on my honeymoon for sure. Whether it's golfing, whether it's pickleball, whether it's time at the pool, I can wear my bird dogs out, and my wife lets me wear them to pretty much any occasion. You can't say that about the rest of my shorts. And these shorts just look a lot better, and they fit better than the regular shorts that are made of a stiff restricting cotton you're getting the stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and give you a sculpted look bird dogs use the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long right now i'm wearing my tight wads but you could go get some Lunchman larry's or some gabe ruth's all you have to do is go to birddogs.com slash locked on nfl and enter the promo code locked on nfl for a free yeti style tumbler with your order that's birddogs.com slash locked on nfl for a free yeti style tumbler You won't want to take your bird dogs off, I guarantee you. Dave, there's so many guys because, you know, when you go 20 seasons and keep an undrafted free agent on the opening 53-man roster every year, like it's going to keep happening. But thank you guys again for taking taking a minute to watch today's show. As always, we appreciate the uh, everydayers out there making us your first listen today while we're running around and trying to get shows out on vacation and honeymoon and all of that stuff. So we appreciate you guys as always. But I do want to tell you guys, 
about a couple of other guys that really meant something to me and I think means something as far as the history of the Chargers undrafted free agents go. And I want to talk about a guy whose perseverance definitely is worth talking about, and that is Adrian Phillips, right? Cut eight or nine times during his career with the Chargers, a lot of trips into Tom Telesco's office, David, and found a way onto special teams, found a way onto the defense, and found a way to be one of the players we've been most upset about leaving the Chargers in a long time. Yeah, another guy who you know found his found his way on special teams and and made a bunch of plays, uh, turned himself from a special team standout to a defensive standout, and really an all around just defensive back. Anything that you asked him to do, if you needed him to play, uh, you know, DB or a corner or slot corner or linebacker, he was playing all of those roles, and he did have a really nice career with the Chargers in six seasons. Um, you know, like I said, he was a really good special teamer. He also earned an all pro nod. Uh, he was an all a pro bowler as well. In 2018, he had his best season and he was definitely instrumental, uh, uh, in that charger season and getting them to the playoffs. One interception, nine passes, defense one forced fumble and 94 tackles and four tackles for loss for a guy who, like you said, was in and out of Tom Telesco's office, getting those walking papers a lot until he made himself undeniable. That 2018 season was where he put it all together for the Chargers. Yeah, that defense shifted when Adrian Phillips had to move to linebacker because of the injuries the Chargers had sustained at that position, right, with guys like Denzel Perryman going down and the other guys they had go down that year. Like, they had to have Adrian Phillips, and, like, he was part of, like, the seven DBs that were on the field for that Ravens game where the Chargers attacked a crazy rushing offense by just throwing more small guys on the field. But they swarmed everywhere, right? And Julio Odai was a part of that team, too. That was the year he kind of came back into the fold with Derwin James having to play his position at strong safety and him playing free safety. He's another undrafted guy that, you know, was a big hit maker. Had some frustrating moments. Sure. But definitely the Chargers got a starter for multiple seasons out of another undrafted free agent. A total of 393 tackles. Played seven seasons with the team. Another special teams guy as well. Let's talk about some honorable mentions, though, besides that, David. A guy like Tyrell Williams, who I remember having his burst onto the scene moment at the end of the 2015 season, hadn't sniffed the field all year, and in a last meaningless game of the season, gets an 80-yard touchdown at the end of the year that kind of was like, whoa, what is up with this dude? Follows that up with a 1,000-yard season in his second year as an undrafted free agent, Tyrell Williams, David, part of kind of the big three at one point with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Tyrell Williams was really fun to watch, man. And he was a, a, a guy that like was the epitome of give me a runway and let me go run. Like he had yeah. some really, really long strides, but man, he had some crazy speed. I mean, I, I think I remember him taking like a drag route, him catching a drag route yep. and just hitting the sideline and was absolutely gone. There Four, was three nobody... guy at like six, three. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, yeah, exactly. I mean, a guy that size to be able to move that well, it's just it's scary. And and it was scary in 2016 when he did that, when he had that season where he had a thousand and fifty nine yards. That's where and they really, needed him to. Right. Yeah. Like that was pre Mike Williams. The Chargers yep. had Keenan Allen at that point. Keenan Allen got hurt. Yeah. Like Tyrell Williams in his second season as a guy from, I think, what, Western Oregon, somewhere yep, like Western that. Western Oregon, yep. Like, he had to be wide receiver one, and there was a lot of bumps along that road, some drops, right? He got so much sure. better over the years. Oh, but, yeah. like, that was huge. And this dude had, you know, back-to-back-to-back 600-yard seasons as an undrafted free agent. And not only that, but 15.3 yards per catch, 16.9 yards per catch, 15.9 yards per catch. 
he was a guy that was just always a yeah. big play threat every time he was on the field. Yeah, he racked up 2,440 yards between 2016 and 2018 as a guy nobody had heard of, right? And I think the Chargers have given these dudes chances. It hasn't always worked out, right? There's plenty sure. of guys who have made the team and that ever really became a great player for them. But to find the contributions from the guys that they did, to have a guy like Tyrell Williams go off and get paid afterwards by like the Raiders, right? Because yeah. he played so well as a Charger, that was cool. I have a couple more honorable mentions here. I want to talk about David Bin. Yeah, I brought up a long snapper on the undrafted free agent show. Most games played in Chargers history, 17 seasons for the Chargers. Was only charged for one fumble during his time, right, as an elite long snapper. Would get down an the field. And, no, or a pro bowl nod there. Had and an all pro nod, I believe. Would, would yeah, get down bowl, the field me, and bowl. make tackles. Named to the top 100 Chargers of all time by the Chargers Wire in 2019. David Ben, long snappers are people too, right? And yes. I think. Even Darren Bennett, right, the old punter yeah. for the Chargers, made the all-90s team. Wasn't really yeah. an unrestricted or undrafted free agent because I think you have to enter the draft to be an undrafted free agent, uh, yeah. potentially, yeah. and I don't yeah. think he did as an Australian you no. know, rugby or Australian football player. But, David, listen to these couple of guys because as good as the Chargers have been, they made a couple of signings that they probably wish they could have kept these guys around a little bit because these are the undrafted free agents that got away. The Chargers signed Wes Welker as an undrafted free agent in 2004. He obviously ended up going to the Dolphins, did nothing there, ended up at the Patriots and putting together, you know, a borderline Hall of Fame career. Yeah, And then Larry Little, an offensive lineman signed by the Chargers in 1967, played two seasons for the Chargers before going on to the Cowboys or to the Dolphins and making five Pro Bowls and five All-Pro selections. So uh, the Chargers have been good, but there were a couple of guys that got away as well. Oh, my goodness, man. That, that Those kind of, those kind of hurt. I mean, especially the, the Wes Welker one where you see him just go off and win yeah. a ton of championships, and you're like, ah, man. But, hey, you can't win them all, but the Chargers have one of the most illustrious uh, histories of undrafted free agents uh, in, all of NFL, in all of the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Wes Welker, it, it's funny because for him, he got to play – he ended up getting to play – with a couple of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, right? Like, yeah. that's the interesting thing. Came in the same time as uh, Drew Brees, you know, would have played potentially, or same came in the same year as Phillip Rivers did when Drew Brees was still the starting quarterback, and then ended up, you know, having a very, very good career. But I do think that it is crazy to think about the fact that Wes Welker actually didn't get a championship ring with time in the Broncos with Peyton Manning and time with the oh, Patriots. Yeah. Somehow found his way in between those that's kind of like the one of the wildest things of all time is that Wes Walker didn't somehow win a Super Bowl ring. That's insane. It's crazy because he missed at the Broncos that 2015 season he missed that season and I mean missed the early 2000s Patriots run mm, and then yeah. after he left too which is crazy but yeah I'm pretty sure Wes Walker zero rings somehow wow. still probably would have looked great in a Chargers uniform had they kept it around and we all know offensive linemen you let somebody like Larry Little walk out right after you have him on your team for two seasons. It's a little bit on you. And, you know, part of the reason the Chargers historically have not had great offensive lines. But this has been a lot of fun. I'm glad that we kind of talked about this and kind of went back over some of the guys of years past because the Chargers have gotten so many contributions from undrafted free agents that they deserve to be celebrated. And they're getting current contributions from guys like Austin Eckler, right? Even last year with Braden Fehoko or even Michael Davis. 
Whoever you want to talk about, the Chargers have always found ways to get it done. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. We'll keep this honeymoon slash 10-year anniversary week going for the everydayers. We are committed to getting you guys the same amount of shows as we do on a regular week, even though we are out of town. So thank you guys again for making us your first listen. You can find us every day on all of our social media. You can find us on Twitter at LockdownLAC, on Instagram at LockdownChargers, and you can find both of our Twitters at the bottom of the screen if you're listening on the podcast. Me at DanTalkSports on Twitter. And David Drogmeyer at Drotalk SD. You can also call into the voicemail line at 323-524-7924 if you want to get your voicemail in. But the best way to never miss the show is by subscribing or following for free on the Lockdown Charges YouTube channel and also listening to the show wherever you get your podcast from. But we'll be back with you guys later on this week. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.